Yer, we bike. Sorry, y'all, for the technical difficulties. Everybody who's listening to us live, I'm sorry for the technical difficulties for some reason. When I hit the live button, my computer decided to crash. But uh, you welcome back to another episode of Unlabeled the Podcast. I'm Jerome Williams, your illustrious host. I got my good friend Kyrie Greer in the building. How you feeling this week, brother? Man, I'm doing good. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm off my mini retirement next week, so I had a good vacation. <laughs> you, you had a good vacation, so you feeling good? Yeah, man. When, when, when you get back to work, you're going to slap somebody like, like Jawan Howard? You know what? I would if if it wasn't virtual. I would. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't virtual? That reminds me of this meme that I saw on the internet talking about how to slap somebody through the uh, internet. <laughs> yes. I seen on that. Twitter. It was like uh, how to slap a hoe through the screen or something like that. <laughs> yeah, something, something, dog. I don't know. But it, was, <laughs> it, it was hilarious. But uh, let's let's get into this first since we're here. Uh, um, you, you saw the the the, the coveted Jawan Howard slap, right? On Wisconsin. Yes, I coverage. did. Um, if you want to give our listeners a little insight on on the incident, I will let you have the floor, sir. All right. So basically, um, there was a game between Wisconsin and Michigan. Jawan Howard's the coach of Michigan, um, and essentially, what happened? There was an altercation at the end of the game. Why the altercation happened? The Wisconsin Badgers, in my opinion, I felt like they was being a little bit unsportsmanlike. They were up like 15, and they were calling timeouts with like seconds left on the clock. And Jawan got pretty mad about that, rightfully so, because you're not giving his guys a chance to win a game. And I know that's not how sports works, you know what I'm saying? But just general good sportsmanship, we don't do things like that. You let the game ride out. They're not going to come back from 15 in four seconds. Jawan didn't like that. Mm -hmm. So after the game, um, when people were going through the handshake line, Jawan didn't shake anybody's hand. He just he was walking straight to the tunnel. Uh, the Wisconsin Badgers head coach came up and he grabbed his arm, which I don't know too many grown men that like having their arm grabbed like that. You're not finna you're not finna manhandle me. Mm -hmm. But basically, Jawan took offense to that. So what he did, he started getting in the coach face. He put his finger in his uh, the Wisconsin Badgers coach's face. Told him basically, you know, don't grab me, don't touch me, yada yada yada. Turned into this big skirmish. Both of the uh, benches cleared out. Um, it was a bunch of chaos, bunch of animosity going on. And I don't know what was said, but Jawan Howard Fab Five slapped the assistant coach for the Wisconsin Badgers. I don't even know what kind of slap it was. He he tried to rip his face off, essentially. Yeah. Um, but that's what happened. And yeah. this led up to Jawan Howard getting suspended for the rest of the season. So if you didn't see it, that's basically what happened in a play by play. They got they suspended him. Hold on a second. I didn't even I wasn't even aware of that. I saw the slap and the and the altercation and everything. They suspended mm -hmm. him for the entire season. Yeah, for the entire rest of the season. Uh, I, okay, has Bobby Knight ever been suspended for throwing them tears at them students and stuff like that? In I don't know if Bobby Knight got suspended for that. I know it was one incident where he got suspended. He didn't coach for some years, and then he came back and coached. I think it was either the incident of him throwing a chair. I think he choked somebody too, and I, then I think he used the belt to like hit a player like he was whipping them, and somebody took offense to that. But Bobby Knight's had a lot of issues, um, and I don't know if he got suspended or not. To be honest, yeah, I'm looking it up now. I'm not really saying anything about. I, I, I don't know, but I, I mean, I guess you really can't. I guess throwing a chair, even though he threw the chair, I guess he didn't hit nobody with it. He didn't hit nobody, right? Yeah, still unsportsmanlike. Yeah, like. right, right. But yeah, that's a, that's a little nuts to me that he got suspended for the rest of the season. I I definitely understand that. But like, if you, if you grab me, you can't blame me for how I react. Yeah, and that's a lot of the sentiments that I was seeing online. So anytime that we have uh, an altercation, especially in these sports worlds, 
for some reason, racism always gets brought into it. Like mm-hmm. race always gets brought into the conversation and you can see which side aligns with which side. A lot of the rhetoric that I was seeing on Twitter was just purely blaming Jawan Howard. And I'm like, they're both in the wrong. He shouldn't have put his hands on him. Like you can't do something and not expect a reaction, especially when it's you that escalated the situation. Mm-hmm. You can't expect him not to react. And with sports, especially coaching, when you're playing sports or you're coaching sports, people are emotional, especially after a loss. People are very competitive. That man was in the NBA, so he hates losing. He's always hated losing. Mm-hmm. And for you to come up and grab him while he's in this emotional state, that's not how you do it. You just let it be. You escalated the situation. Was Jawan Howard wrong for what he did? I think he was. Like I think we, we got to hold both parties responsible. Um, but I definitely think that People only trying to blame Jawan Howard for this situation. You know exactly who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. It's crazy to see how they just turn a blind eye to the coach that escalated, the the Wisconsin Badgers coach that escalated the situation in the first place. So, yeah, it was kind of crazy. Yeah, I I, I totally agree with you there. Like I I said, the racism does get involved in all these situations. And I I definitely don't think Jawan Howard was 100% in the wrong, man. This is uh, uh, unfortunate, but definitely got to – Definitely have to be uh, more cognizant uh, moving forward. Um, uh, speaking of, did you, had you seen had you uh, seen this the DJ academic situation where uh, I'm, I know I'm shifting gears here a little bit, but I, was, I mm-hmm. didn't really have nothing left for that. Did you have anything left on the Juwan Howard situation? Nah, not much. Um, I think the suspension was fair. Um, you know, I know a lot of people probably won't, but. I think it is what it is, but that's basically my thoughts on that. Yeah, I guess I, just the whole same season, the whole rest of the season just seems uh, extreme to me. I mean, I know March and the tournament is coming up here soon, so maybe maybe it isn't as extreme as, extreme as I'm putting out to be. It just seems like a yeah, season kind of almost over. So yeah. you know, yeah, I guess I guess you're right. Maybe maybe it's not, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, you when you you can't put your hands on somebody, especially when they escalated or if they upset. Right. Other, otherwise, it's going to turn into something like that. You know what I mean? Especially if you was doing something bogus in the first place. Like, yeah, you can't exactly. You can't continue exactly. to shoot with fourteen seconds on the, on the clock. Like that's just. They made me not like the Badgers. I ain't even gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah and that's the home team too, man. So we always right. show them love and support. Definitely, dog. That was definitely a, a weird situation. And shifting gears a little bit. You heard about this uh, Tory Lane and, and Meg the Stallion situation. I heard a little bit about it, but I didn't get the complete details. But I know academics was being shady as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this it, it, it's a slippery slope, man. Like these these creatives, they haven't learned much from this uh, Tasha K and Cardi B situation. Like you can't just go on, on online because you're a content creator or a blogger or whatever you want to call yourself and sit up there and, and and like blatantly lie on these celebrities. Like basically, what happened was DJ Academics went and said that Tory Lanez, there was no DNA found on the uh, the gun. From uh, the Tory Lanez case, okay, I uh, heard that. Yeah, so which was a blatant lie because court hadn't even started yet. The court court didn't start for another fifteen minutes, and he had already tweeted this out. So then, um, uh, Meg Thee Stallion got on him. He he literally deleted the tweet, and then he had a I guess his ego got involved, and he had a bunch of back and forth with Meg Thee Stallion, Cardi B, uh, I mean uh, Partisan Fontaine. Then uh, we call him Party. That's why I said Cardi. <laughs> but uh, Party Fontaine <laughs> jumped in the mix, which is Meg Thee Stallion's boyfriend. Then mm-hmm. uh, Tory Lanez jumped in there defending uh, Act, and then they uh, Party and Tory got into the mix. And they, a bunch of tweets exchanged, a bunch of IG stories, and it was it, it was just a mess, man. But I, to me, being a content creator, I just think you got to ha- uh, operate with a little bit more integrity, and uh, uh, you can't you can't be moving just just to get a story and generate some buzz. You can't just blatantly lie like that because that's exactly what it was. Yeah, 
Hey, somebody, uh, one of the guests said they can't hear the audio. Oh, they can't hear the audio on the on the YouTube side. Yeah, let me double check with them. All right, yeah, let me. Yeah, we can check ch- check on this right quick. We'll take a brief intermission. Uh, my our computer crashed. That's why we ended up starting 15 minutes late. But thank y'all for bearing with us as usual. Um, but yeah, I get y'all missed the whole five minutes of the show. But we we'll have it on the audio side for y'all if y'all want to check yeah. out the first five minutes. We was definitely going in and didn't realize y'all couldn't hear us. <laughs> so my apologies. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I, we was having technical difficulties earlier today. But um, back we, what we were just discussing was this DJ Academic and uh, Meg Thee Stallion incident where she where uh, they were going back and forth. Uh, DJ Academics tweeted out that Meg Thee Stallion, uh, that uh, there was no DNA found on Tory Lanez, uh, on, to- on the gun that used to shoot Meg. And he tweeted that 15 minutes before court started. And once he tweeted that, then it started a whole back and forth between Meg and um, Meg and uh, Academics. And he his ego got involved. He deleted his tweet saying there was no DNA found on the weapon. Then they had a whole back and forth, and it just started a whole like internet shitstorm. Uh, Partisan Fontaine, Meg Thee Stallion boyfriend, got involved in it. And uh, 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 it was a bunch of back and forth, a bunch of tweets, a bunch of Instagram stories, all that. Uh, yeah, that. Go ahead. Yeah, that's crazy. Like that's um, that's the when you was talking about before we cut out as far as a content creator and having some integrity. Like it's a fine space where you have to understand you can't go for everything with shock value because how are you putting details about the case 15 minutes before the case start that's that i want to be first type of mentality you know what i'm saying and there's nothing wrong with that as long as the information is accurate mm-hmm. and as far as my concern i've, I've dj academics in a couple of situations like that before where he's put out some false information yeah i thought man I like I, everybody should have learned from this tasha k and uh um and Cardi B situation, man, you got to operate with some integrity, especially when you're creating content. Um, uh, I couldn't see myself blatantly moving like that. Like I said, I normally do a disclaimer before this show saying we strive for accuracy and uh, and we strive for facts. Uh, anything that we talk about on this show, we, we typically like to use the term allegedly if we're speaking about uh, personalities, unless it's something that's been, been fact-checked through court and, and documents and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, we strive for accuracy over here. And I don't, and, and, this is this is the slippery slope because there's gonna be some policy changes with these company and content creating um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, in the near future. I'm almost 100 percent sure. Yeah, especially after the Joe Rogan situation. Um, you know, I think there's definitely gonna be some uh, changes, and we've kind of already seen Twitter doing a lot of things with censorship and other social media sites. But it's their platform that we're on, that we're their world we living in and we're producing on. So. Um, we're just gonna have to adapt. Mm-hmm. One hundred percent. Um, I want to talk about this Ukraine situation, but before we get into that, if y'all uh, if y'all don't know, today is my birthday, so uh, y'all know I normally like to set the mood, and this is the mood I'm feeling like today. A game in the world crying and fussing, nigga. We ain't have nothing. Every ghetto, I know the same. We trying to make a little change. Preacher man, come around talking. I don't wanna hear keep up. I'ma put the powder in the pot. Whip it to I'm pulling off a lot. Imagine when I'm pulling off the lot. The new shit come without a top. Once I'm on, I ain't never gonna stop. Bitch, I'm on, I ain't never gonna stop. I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. Hey, came in the game getting money. Flip a chick's whip, get money. Niggas get to playing with the money. Click bang for the money. 
this shit change over money You love to see a nigga on the bottle Catch a come up, gotta keep it on the low A nigga plug, bless a nigga with a hoe Wanna break the bitch down in the 36 hoes Look at here, bitch, I'm A-OK Shawty won't fuck with me Stripping you the chicken in the lady, she gon' hit my line We ain't gon' waste no time She's suckin' and we fuckin' like she need me But she make a bankroll easy Full of light in the room from the TV We gettin' it on, then I'm gone It's the type of shit that a nigga be on Too much on my mind right now I'm on the grind right now Lookin' for me sucker, then I need to be found right now I got my nine right now Bitch, I blow your mind right now I ain't fucking round right now Better get in line right now Or fuck around and die right now Hope you understand that Bitch, I'm the man Ho, oh, I'm the man You know I'm the man Bitch, I'm the man Ho, oh, I'm the man You know I'm the man Bitch, I'm the man Ho, oh, I'm the man You know I'm the man Bitch, I'm the man I, I, I feel like it was sacrilegious for me just to turn down uh, Chris Brown, but I <laughs> but I'm gonna let him play in the background while I introduce this next topic. Hey man, appreciate y'all for the birthday with the birthday wishes. Uh, um, y'all know I'm a, I'm a workaholic. I really appreciate y'all being here with us celebrating tonight um, and and listening to us run our mouth. <laughs> but uh, can you, you can hear me good, right, Kyrie? Yeah, I hear you. Okay. Hey, um, I always gotta make sure the music ain't too loud. But anyway. Um, so this this UK this Ukraine situation, man. Um, you the local expert on that. On that, uh, I, I know a little bit about the uh, you know the politics and um, the geographics of uh, uh, Russia, but I, I I'll let you fulfill our listeners fill our listeners in because you you a little bit more versed in that area than I am. Okay, so essentially everybody knows um, as for the last two days, Russia and Ukraine have been at war, um, and. People, I'll start with the reason why they're at war. A lot of people want to know what is Putin's interest with Ukraine. So first and foremost, uh, Ukraine used to be a part of Russia way back in the day in the Soviet days, as you guys know. Um, and essentially why they're at war right now is a conflict of ideals. Um, and I say that because Ukraine is Putin considers Ukraine a separatist state. Um, he considers them traitors in a sense because they are more so um aligning themselves with democracy and what we call democratic ideals uh aligning with the west aligning with the eu and nato they're not a, a country with nato right now um and that's essentially what he wants to prevent um putin doesn't want additional european countries being pushed up on their borders and becoming a part of nato uh like finland i believe ukraine is obviously one um so to add perspective only 6.1 percent of the entire world is under a democracy everybody else is under an authoritarian form of government so with that conflict of ideals <laughs> Putin doesn't want that. For some reason, he feels it's a threat to Russia and what they have going on. So he decided to invade. Um, and as you guys know, for the last couple of months, he's put troops outside of Ukraine borders and they said, yeah, we're not invading. He's gaslighted the entire world, basically saying we're not going to invade. We're just doing military drills or doing military training. But everybody knew different than that. So Ukraine prepared themselves very well. Um, you know, they've gotten plenty of aid from America uh, in 2020. We donated two point two billion dollars to Ukraine in December. We donated two hundred million dollars to Ukraine. Uh, we've also 
also provided them intel on Russian capabilities and what their military is capable of. Um, we've trained their soldiers. Uh, so they've got training from our guys on war from, you know, the vets from Afghanistan and Iraq and things like that. Um, so right now they're kind of kicking Russia's ass. If you're paying attention to the war, they hold in their own, which is surprising because again, Russia's military force is way stronger than Ukraine's. Ukraine's is ranked 22 in the nation while Russia's military is ranked, I mean, 22 in the world while Russia's military is ranked number two. Um, and right now, the rest of the world are kind of looking at NATO. They're looking at the U.S. to see if they're going to intervene. But it's dangerous if any other countries intervene because Putin has said if any other countries get involved and they'll see consequences like they've never seen before. And he's alluding to possibly nuclear warfare, um, which Russia and U.S. are the biggest nuclear powers in the world. We don't want that right now. So this situation is very, very dire. Um, but this is what's happening in the rest of the world right now. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a little weird, too, because uh, Joe Biden kind of on TV or initially before the uh, war even kicked off, before they started bombing Ukraine and was talking like tough, like, uh, like, uh, yeah, we if they yes. if, if they do anything, we gonna have to we definitely have to put a stop to it. And now on only thing he's talking about is imposing sanctions. <laughs> All that tough talk went straight out the window. Um, and that's. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I'll just say I didn't like the I didn't like the posturing uh, that we were doing. But uh, you can go ahead if you had any input on that. Yeah. So. If my research is not wrong, again, Ukraine's not a part of NATO, um, so there's not much the U.S. can really do. I mean, we consider them allies, but like I said, we account for 90 percent of all aid given to Ukraine. Um, I don't like how Biden kind of had those conversations. He, you know, he had people in his ear and they were talking that talk to try to scare off Russia. But you're not scaring Russia, especially when it comes to Ukraine. They're outnumbered by like 500,000 soldiers. Um, so Putin wasn't trying to hear none of that. And now the rest of the world is looking at the U.S. and, the, uh, you know, Western countries like, yo, what happened? Where's Germany? Where's the U.S.? You know what I'm saying? Y'all said y'all were going to help Ukraine if this happened. Uh, but now it did happen. Where are you guys at? Um, so I didn't like that either. And to me, I feel like that kind of makes America look a little bit weak. I feel like the rest of the world is watching and people are going to take their shots at America because of this. But I want y'all to know exactly how the world is affected by these sanctions. So, so far with the sanctions, um, They've done a couple financial sanctions. Uh, Apple and Google have cut off their support for some of their banks, so their citizens are not able to do that. Um, they got them booted out of SWIFT, which is uh, one of the banking uh, global banking programs. So they have applied some financial sanctions. Uh, they've applied export san import sanctions. So Russia's not able to get certain imports. But how that affects the rest of the world is people are losing work because they no longer can be able to import those products to Russia or export certain products from Russia. Um, so it is going to have a global economic impact as well um on those sanctions that are being placed on russia right now oh that man that's that's a lot <laughs> it's a uh it's a little nothing I'm, I'm i'm i really appreciate you for your uh your research because like i said i'm not mm -hmm. very well versed in um in nato activities um um at all like i'm i'm more familiar with uh the southeast asian portion of, of things um yeah yeah but uh yeah I, it's, it's just crazy like i said we, we i'm just glad well, I, I wish we would have never started that with that posturing. You know what I mean? Like we were gonna help defend them, and now we look like utter fools in front yeah. of the, uh, the 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 rest of the world. Um, right. And 
My bad. Go ahead. Oh no, no. I just said uh, I, I didn't know if any of our listeners had any questions, but <laughs> Brandon said, "Are we gonna have to tool up?" Brandon uh, and they're going crazy, right? Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. So if, first off, Brandon already tooled up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if our tool is gonna do anything. Y'all see? Do y'all know what the military? Has? <laughs> I don't know what. Hey, I'm getting some be. feedback. A little bit of feedback. Oh, okay, that's probably me being too loud. Uh, you you're getting feedback? Okay. Let me make sure my uh, YouTube is off in the background. Man, we just all over the place today, but um. But no, I, uh, man, we sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not hearing it on my end. Uh, listeners, let it know in the chat if y'all getting any feedback. I'm good now. Okay, yeah, because it, it was popping a little bit. It might be yeah. a little delay, uh, um, in the internet uh, connectivity. But uh, man, thoughts and prayers out to Ukraine because man, war is is never pretty. Um, I, it's been a lot of jokes being made on the internet. I make some jokes myself, but literally my um, my thoughts and prayers with that country because it's it's gonna be a lot of casualties behind this. Um, and yeah, go ahead, go ahead. It's it's already been. Uh, sorry about that. It's already been a ton of casualties. Um, basically, Russians like war plan was to attack the airfields for like forty eight hours and then go after communications and networks to kind of like lower their morale and their resolve and their ability to communicate and move across the battlefield. But during that process, they have hit a few residential buildings um, and like huge apartment complexes have got bombed in this scenario. And I want people to really take that to mind because as Americans, we're kind of spoiled in a sense of um, war. We've never had a long-term conflict um, in America because our country is so hard to invade. There's a lot of people with weapons. People want to stay away, much like uh, Russia and China. Their populations are too huge. Their geography limits people that can be invaded. But what the people in Ukraine are going through right now it's insane. Like I've been to Iraq and I've seen firsthand how war affects the citizens of a nation. Um, so they're going to have to do a lot of rebuilding. There's going to be a lot of emotional trauma. Uh, you know, people are still having, I've seen something today where people are giving birth in subways and stuff like that. So their way of living is entirely changed. So my prayers are out to Ukraine. I hope you know, our citizens and people around the world kind of take this seriously. I know it's not much we can do, um, but, you know, kind of provide moral support and stuff like that. But like you said, I kind of wish Biden would have did all that posturing um, as we're going to like help them out and stuff like that. So I just pray um, it ends soon. Yeah, straight up. Yes, yeah, especially for the citizens uh, over there, 100 percent, man. And I hope it doesn't lead to something else because, uh, you know, how uh, when you when you when you toting on the border of another country, this is how those proxy wars started off that led to World War One and uh, two. Uh, so hopefully this doesn't lead into something mm -hmm. greater. I know a lot of us are joking about, oh, it's World War three and we really don't even understand the ramifications of, uh, um, you know, fighting war and close borders and, and, and things of that nature. So. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, like I said, thoughts and prayers out to Ukraine, and I don't want to bore y'all too much and hold y'all, uh, <laughs> hold y'all yeah. hostage because we know some of y'all listen uh, to, for entertainment and, and uh, stuff. But we also want to be informative at the same time. But on to this next uh, topic: Kanye West documentary. Yes, yes. Let's talk about it. Part two. Had uh, uh, had you had you saw it yet? Yeah, I did get a chance to see it. I saw it about like an hour before we hopped on, so it's pretty fresh in my mind still. Pretty fresh in your mind. Yeah, I watched it two days ago. I watched it actually on the day it dropped, so hopefully I can uh, re remember everything properly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, go uh, ahead, man. Man, before we get into that though, did you see the? Did you see his live stream? His? Uh, did you watch any of the live stream from the down to two? Part yeah, of I night? did. I. It was very hard for me to watch because I tried to. I didn't know it was on YouTube at first. I tried to watch it on a stem player, mm -hmm. so I was getting a lot of audio issues and then a lot of buffering issues to where it wouldn't play consistently. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. 
before we go into that, I'm gonna play this track because this this was super hard right here. Yeah. And once once I heard Cardi B screaming like he was possessed, I kind of not Cardi B, uh, Playboy, <laughs> Playboy Cardi, Cardi. I turned that mug off. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to give y'all a little bit of that so y'all can kind of know what you're getting with uh, Donda too. That's uh, uh, the Migos, uh, Risk the, Ki the Kid Hits. This. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. I, don't, I guess Risk the Kid was on the stage, but I don't even know the name of this song. I'm, I'm, I'm geek, my bad, y'all. But anyway, um, that, that that's a track you got with the Migos. I always feel like Kanye, especially after Donda 1, he he brings out the best in these artists, man. So I just want I just want to give y'all a little bit of sample of what he, uh, what he played at the show. But go check out the live stream. It's a lot of the tracks online if y'all haven't heard them. Uh, I'm definitely with you, Kier, uh, on Kanye ain't, ain't changed at all. Brandon uh, Brandon said he missed the old Kanye, and Kier said Kanye ain't changed at all. I definitely 100% I see, I feel that way. Go ahead. Uh, oh, no, I think I I think he was talking about that song. I missed the old Kanye. Chop uh, up the soul, Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought he was just uh, saying that old uh, cliche saying that everybody always say that they missed the old Kanye. But, uh, 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 yeah. man, man I, I, I love what he's doing. I love how he's reinventing himself uh, with, with every stage. He, with every album, it gets bigger and bigger. You know what I'm saying? Even the, the tracks that the, – the, 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 the songs that we don't consider, like, to be his greatest work. Um. Uh. It, nice. it, it, yeah. It was. It was minimalist. Um. In his. In his production and stuff. I always. I, I always think it's. It's great because it's a different. It's showing a different side of Kanye and what he can do. But we see when he. When he get laser. Laser. Laser sight. Focus. What. Um. What he can produce. And uh, uh, down to down to one to me was a masterpiece. But I ain't gonna hold y'all up with that too much. We can go ahead and start getting into this documentary. Uh, let me get your initial thoughts on Genius Part Two. Uh, how'd you feel when you first uh, turned it on? So I think I like, I enjoyed part one more. I loved part two, but I enjoyed part one more because that's the side of Kanye that I haven't seen. Mm -hmm. Part two, I remember that Kanye, you know what I'm saying? That's when I was starting to get into rap and everything like that. But my biggest takeaways from this, like I said, episode one, bro, closed mouths don't get fed. Jay-Z said it, closed mouths don't get fed. This dude went out and got it. His own record label didn't believe in him. And what it showed me too is like a lot of the times, and we still see it today, the industry will try to put you in a box. They kept trying to label this man as a producer. And he like, nah, I rap too. And I'm so glad that Kanye stuck with his gut and he stuck with his dream because he's delivered some incredible music over the years. Um, you know, I really like the part with Pharrell in the studio, Ludacris getting to see those guys early on. Um, but it, to me, it just felt like everybody was messing with Kanye outside of the label besides like Jay-Z. 
everybody else saw what his potential was. Mm -hmm. And I think like it took some convincing for Dame and the rest of the label. You know, they kept trying to box him as a producer, but he like, nah, I rap too. I'm I'm better than y'all type stuff. But that's kind of my thoughts on it. I loved it. Um, like I said, I like part one a little bit more, but I like two as well. Got mm. to see the come up. Yeah, I, to tell to tell you the truth, I guess because I'm looking at it from the production side, I actually enjoy part two a lot better. Um, and I, mm. and 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 the, and the reason I enjoy part two a little bit better than part one is because it's it shows you what happened when somebody hits that next step in their career, and especially if you own to come up with them, normally they kind of leave you behind. Um, but before we get into that, one thing that stood out to me initially when the first episode first came on is uh, how they had Kanye West throwing up the pitchforks, the the GD folks in the mirror. <laughs> listen, dog, I, I didn't even I, catch that. Listen, I didn't catch go that. Back, go back, go back and watch the episode, bro. The, uh, the, it's like in the first ten minutes of the episode, he's looking in the mirror. I guess this was after. Was this after his accident? No, it was before his accident. He's a, he's in the mirror going like this, throwing up the folks. I thought it was hysterical, bro. I could, I could fakes, not, fakes, fakes, I, fakes. I, I couldn't stop laughing because on the Drink Champs interview, you know, he's talking about how all his uh, all his friends were uh, folks, and that's how why yeah. how, why you identify with. Uh, with Hoover and all that stuff and stuff like that. I thought it was hysterical, bro, to see dude actually throwing up the pitch for us because, you know, that's something that we do all the time in Milwaukee. And that's why we resonate with Kanye so much because I think, for me, it's the same. Like, most of my friends growing up was in that life. I wasn't in that life, but most of my friends was GDs. Yeah. Uh, but, you know what I'm saying? Like, Kanye being a Midwest kid and us being Midwest kids, it's funny to see stuff like that. Yeah. Or when Derrick Rose did it, you'd be like, look at look at Rose, bro. Yeah, yeah. Straight up. And it just lets you know how close that that uh, that how that Midwest life, how we all pretty much grew up in the yeah. in the same circumstances, man. So I, I honestly thought that was hysterical. That was one of the biggest things that stood out to me. But um uh another thing that stood out is uh towards the end of the episode we see uh uh Kanye West and uh Cootie kinda like start to part ways. Mm. And yeah. uh, um, and uh, so to speak, because Kanye West was elevating his career, he wanted Hype Williams to shoot. Cootie had been doing all the video work for him. He wanted Hype Williams to shoot uh, the Jesus Walk video. Now, I'm old enough to remember. I don't know if you remember this, Kyrie. When when that album came out, he had he said, "Yeah, I'm doing three versions of Jesus Walk." Like he said it. Like right, I'm doing three versions of the videos. I never knew the story behind those three versions. So in the documentary, he literally had um, he literally had. Uh, 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 Hype Williams shoot the first version of Jesus Walk. He didn't like it. Then he had another director shoot the second version. He didn't like it. And Cootie said it right before it happened. He said, listen, before you go see this it. video, he said, you're going to come back to me talking about how they ain't do it right and they didn't capture the vision, and you're going to come back to me wanting to shoot another video. And that's exactly what happened. He came back to Cootie for the third video. So that was the story behind those three versions of the video because I just remember him releasing them as a three-pack. Like 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 I would turn on MTV one day and have one version on, the next version with the uh, the, the, the Ku Klux Klan member tracing the, uh, the burning cross down the hill. Um, mm -hmm. Only to carry it and catch itself on fire. Uh, that that one will be on BET some days. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I I just I remember I remember vividly watching those as a kid. Those those three different uh, uh, versions of the video. Yeah, so I definitely remember. It. I remember like I seen one on like uh, MTV or BET, uh, BET, and then I went to my aunt's house and I seen another version. So I remember that, but I didn't remember the stories behind it of why it was two different ones. But um, Going back to that Kanye and Cootie kind of going their separate ways. One, again, it happened for a reason. You know, Cootie got to accelerate his career and develop and stuff like that, too. Uh -huh, but it was kind of sad to see that. I'm like, nah, Kanye, what you doing? But mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's Hype Williams. Like like Brandon just said in the chat, Hype Williams was that dude back in 2000. So mm -hmm. you can't turn an opportunity down to work with you know what I'm saying? Uh producer like that, video producer like that. So that was pretty cool to see. Um, but I'm glad that 
Cootie ended up his vision on Jesus Walks was able to be seen as well. But yeah, yeah that part did that part did strike a chord in me. I was like, dang. Yeah, it's it's, it's, struck, but it's, it's gonna happen. Yeah, it struck a, a specific chord with me because a lot of uh, and, and and this is what was so profound about the documentary to me because uh, I used to work. If y'all don't know my background, I used to do a lot of video production work, a lot of photo- uh, photography, and I've worked with a lot of artists, man. And I remember I would be. I would be at certain places and I'd be following the artist around capturing every moment like Cootie's doing with this Kanye dot. And I knew that all this stuff had value. I literally put um, together, because uh, this was in the blog area, the vlog area, uh, uh, if y'all don't know, video blogs. Um, I literally put video blogs together for certain artists and they didn't want to they, did, they didn't want to mess with it. They was like, oh, that shows such and such. Or it's not really showing me get my get off like that. And I'm like, fam, you're not understanding this is adding value to your career. I was literally like making many documentaries for these artists and artists and they didn't really see the value behind it. And I still got the footage. So if you, some of y'all want to reach out to me, maybe we can work something out. Yeah. But, um, but it's, 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 it's kind of, uh, I, I felt, I felt Cootie in that light, man. But I'm also glad that he used the opportunity for working with Kanye to, to, to garner uh, other opportunities. Cause a lot of people yes. would have, would have been so let down by Kanye West trying to excel his career and work with bigger and better people so to speak, than them, uh, they would they would have just stopped. You know what I mean? And 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 Cootie continued to excel his career and work with other artists and uh, and get his vision out, which was extremely dope. I think that's why they both work so well together, though, because they would hit a roadblock and they would continue. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like Cootie dedicated his whole life to documenting Kanye. Kanye was dedicating his whole life to like get this music popping, and they both ran into roadblocks. And Cootie was like, you know, like my mom said. Um, everything happens for a reason and like he got to work with most deaf he got to work with some of those artists that we love um and grew up listening to what's that john legend it was another person yeah john john legend we saw john legend first working on his first album and first off that's my song too like uh ordinary people Mm -hmm. that's my joint i love that song so seeing that was pretty cool but um yeah i'm glad he got to do that work and then you you see the the scope of everything he's done now coming to fruition on this genius documentary. Uh, it's insane, bro. Like that work ethic, like it is insane. Mm-hmm. But I, like I said, that's why I think they work so well together. Cause they just wasn't taking no for an answer. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Uh, you, you did point out the fact that you said uh, Kanye West had to uh, uh, convince Jay-Z. I didn't really think it was Jay-Z that he had to convince. It was more so Dame Dash. Cause Kanye West praises Dame Dash. No, I said Dame. I said Dame. I said Jay-Z was the only one really rocking with him. Oh, rocking with him. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause that's, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. He had to, um, he had to get that test from Dame. And it's funny because he still hold, we see Dame kind of brushing him off like hard, like literally spinning mm-hmm. him the whole time. You know what I mean? And um, and we really get to see him. We really get to see Dame. Uh, I mean, we really get to see Kanye West take, like not taking no for an answer. He he went out and and, and, and and borrowed studio times from other artists to get his album recorded. Remember that argument I got in with dude on Twitter? He was trying to tell me that Kanye West was yeah, so big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was like, yeah, Kanye West was such a big uh, producer back in the day. He, he sitting up here gaslighting y'all talking about he didn't get budgets. I'm like, fam, he did not have budgets. He made almost that entire album before his budget was released. And and they showed it in the documentary. I'm like, fam, if you didn't live through it, you shouldn't be talking about it. <laughs> I was, right, bro. I, like, yeah, stop yeah, it. Yeah, stop <laughs> it, fam. Like, not like I like I, I got if Y'all don't know. I got in a big argument with this dude on Twitter, but that's neither here nor there. But anyway. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, on my back, go ahead. No, nah, I, I was just saying, it, I, it's, just, it's just Kanye West. But one thing that I th- want, hope everybody takes away from this documentary is that Kanye West's work ethic, like, or just your, like, apply it to your own life. Because a lot of times, man, we we get set, turned down, no, on these opportunities, and or we'll hit a road, like you said, and just stop. And you, and you have to continue on. 
Yeah, you got to continue on. And that's, for me, again, that's why the first video resonates with me so much because I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I need to have that sickening work ethic to get where I want to go, you know, as, mm -hmm. as young, you know, creators, like we new to this. So, you know, that's why I was like, man, that's inspiring. Like I, I, I want that, but I do feel like I have that drive. I feel like anything I want, I go get it for the most part. So, um, but I got to turn it up a notch. You, you can clearly see there's levels to it. Like there's different types of levels to that stuff. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, and uh, you know when you said Jay Z was the only one rocking with him, I miss I misheard yeah. you, but I'm glad you said that because when when Jay Z was releasing the Blueprint two, that was the first time I think I ever heard Kanye West rap, and I was like, first thing that came to my mind was who the f is this dude? It was the wackest verse I ever heard in my life. <laughs> I, but I, but 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 to my to 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 his defense. I also felt the same way the first time I heard J. Cole on Every Day as a Star is Born. That verse was extremely whack. I hate that verse too. Uh, um, but, but the song I'm talking about is Point Out the Bounce. I show you how to get this dough in large amounts till it's hard to count. Point out the bounce. That's on it. Yeah, that's trash. And, and, yeah, yeah. And then, and then uh, Kanye West verse came on. He was like, uh, he was like, girls call me cock stars. Lady call me rock stars. Like, however he was right. Bro, that verse was horrible, dog. But but he redeemed. He did it in thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. He did do it real quick. But I but it's just funny because like you know they say that uh, um, it's this thing how people say Michael Jordan can't pick good talent. Uh, uh, I mean Kanye West did work out at the end of the day. Same thing with J Cole. But uh, just the verses that Jay Z allowed. It, I may, maybe he was not. He didn't want them to get off as much as he would have, or he was trying to have them do his like his interpretation because they was like relatively unknown on these songs. But it man, like them songs are trash, bro. Like I I didn't like the the I didn't like them as features, and I didn't like the songs either. Yeah, and I know too. Like sometimes you you like, but obviously these songs are way past gone. I know you like kind of warm up to stuff too, like mm -hmm. uh, J Cole last album yeah. kind of grew on you and stuff like yeah. that. But yeah. they definitely both developed as artists. Like they oh, way, yeah. different way different than yeah. when they started, man. Yeah. Now and and, and uh, speaking when you're speaking of the J Cole thing, I, I I tell people all the time I only really compare artists, especially if they're great, like J Cole. Yeah. I really only compare them to themselves. J Cole's uh, 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 perfection was 2014 Forest Hills Drive, so I kind of compare a lot of his albums to that, and and, and it feel like once he made that album, he kind of figured everything out, and so with his last album. Um, it just didn't. It didn't hit my ear the same. You know what I mean? Uh, the beats are a little bit slower. It's it. it, it but I, at the end of the day, it was only one song in that entire album that I didn't like, and that's that joint with. Uh, uh, was it one hundred? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That song is so garbage. I hate that. Song. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. you specifically said you ain't like that one. Yeah, yeah. That song. That yeah, that, yeah, I like that one though. Yeah, it had it had a grown me. I guess it's for some people, but it definitely ain't for me. Yeah, one hundred percent ain't for me. But um, back to the Kanye doc. Uh, um. But Kanye redeemed himself. The second verse I heard from him was on the Paid and Full sound, sound, uh, soundtrack on the Champions verse, and that, it was I thought it was dope that they saw him that they showed him recording that. And uh, um, uh, uh, he 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 actually spazzed on the uh, Champions. You remember that track? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will play a little bit of it, but I've been I've been getting kind of song heavy, and I I'm, I got a lot of copyright strikes on on YouTube. But I'm doing it for y'all. I'm doing it for y'all. It's gonna stop eventually. <laughs> I'm, doing it to, I'm doing it to keep y'all entertained. But uh, but yeah, yeah. Kanye was definitely spies on that. Another thing, where we keep talking about how we seeing all these up and coming stop uh, producers, these dudes are who are me mega moguls right now. Um, one thing that stood out to me was uh, uh seeing Pharrell, seeing the young Pharrell in yes. the studio with Kanye. 
Yeah. I, I thought I, I like that. That was dope. Yeah, yeah. And because we just seen we just seen him recently at that uh, fashion show when he was messing with Julia Fox over. I think it was in. France or something, they was there to support uh, one of the fashion designers that they was uh, mutuals with. And we saw mm. uh, uh, Pharrell and Kanye playing the air pianos. <laughs> like, uh, uh, um, and everybody was like, who who, beat, who air beat you thought went hard? The internet never let me down. That's funny. Yeah, the internet's never let me down, man. But, um, but uh, uh, to my point, it was it was just it's, it's just really dope seeing these people, uh, uh, these young greats at that time because this was twenty plus years ago. You know what I'm saying? 20, about 20, and they 20 still years. thriving. So that tells you everything you need to know about them. Like mm-hmm. still thriving. Yeah. Jay Z still a monster. For real, still a monster. Kanye still a monster. Mm-hmm. John Legend. He's still nice. Like his name, nice. Yeah, like yeah. I haven't listened to his last album as much as I used to listen to his music, but he's still, you know, doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, like I said, when, here we go again. It's 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 a commonality with all these artists that their work ethic. They never stop. They reinvent themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like we clown for real for wearing that Smokey the Bear hat that whole entire time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it right. got, it got it got our attention. It was something to talk about. You know what I mean? And uh, um, and he was still making fire in the process. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, uh, that 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 was extremely dope to me. Anything else you stood out about that um, that part of the documentary? Last thing I want to talk about that documentary was you remember documentary one where his mom said he kind of need a guardian angel. Mm-hmm. So it was a kind of play on that at the end of episode two where Kanye was saying during that time he could have just sat in the hotel, but this music in a sense was his angel. I don't know if you picked up on that, but him creating that whole creative process and him working on this first album, he said that was kind of his, you know, his guardian angel. If he had sat back and he didn't, you know, go with music as hard, I don't think we would like we probably would eventually, but it wouldn't have happened uh, the way it did. But I don't think we would have knew Kanye that soon if he just let that car crash kind of get to him and stayed in a ho- uh, stayed in a hotel and not really did much, do much, even with his jaw wire shut and stuff like that. He was still putting in that work. Um, so I kind of saw that correlation between those two. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and my last point before, uh, uh, no, 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 I, I, I'll, I'll respond to yours. I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought because because you was breaking up a little bit. But uh, um, no, it ain't, it ain't. It's out of our control at this point. <laughs> it's, it's all about spectrum. Our service providers being trash. But uh, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Him, his resilience after uh, uh, getting his, his jaw wire shut was was amazing to see. Um, uh, him uh, rapping through the wire, actually with his jaw wire. I'm not sure if y'all understand the, the original version that y'all hear. The new, the the uh, master version that you hear on. Um, on the album is not the original version. The original version of Through the Wire, Kanye West actually rapped it slurring, rapping like this to his teeth, and it was called Through the Wire. Like that, that was the original version. You might be able to find it on, on YouTube somewhere if y'all want to go out back and hear it. But um, once he actually got his uh, his jaw, the uh, the braces and the wires took off his job, he he re-rapped the song, and it had a different feel to it. But the original song, you can hear the um, the pain in Kanye West's voice rapping through uh, uh, the, the, his his jaw being wired shut. Uh, I Man. had no idea that his road to recovery was that long either. Like that that was yeah. that was something that, that that blew me away. Yeah, I didn't know it was that long either. Um, but 
and two, he kind of mentioned he bring brought up how Fifty Cent rap because you know Fifty Cent got shot in his jaw, so one of his songs he was rapping like that. Um, mm. I think he had a wire too because they was doing that rapping through their teeth type of thing. Yeah, I, yeah, I do, I do remember that. I, I, I always forget that Fifty Cent was shot in his face because it was that was such a long time ago, and he didn't transcend it too. So I always forget about yeah. that. But like I said, another person, like I said, work 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 ethic. This man ain't stopped. <laughs> That's so for yeah. all for all the young creators out there, man. This just goes to show you, man. You have to you have to do the work. You have, you have to do the work. Um, but my last point on this documentary was uh, something that Kanye West said. And he was like, when 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 he was saying that he was a producer and everybody was shunning him, he was like, I'm in the studio with all these greats. I'm producing beats for them. You think I'm not going to pick up something? He was like, they call me, they, he said, they act, act like I'm not a rapper, but one thing that they uh, not taking into account is my ability to learn. He was like, uh, I, I have an ability to learn. And a long time ago, I coined this phrase, uh, for, forever a student. Because I think it's in, it's very important for us to every day learn something, expand our mind, expand our experiences. Um, it's not a day that goes by that I'm not researching something that I'm ignorant about, or uh, or, or having a conversation with somebody um, and picking up on things that I'm not familiar with, either whether it's culture, um, you know, a, a perspective, a point of view. Um, but that's why I think that these platforms are important. Uh, creating content, yeah, it's cool. But you also get a different perspective on things that you might have a blind eye to. You know what I mean? Right. So that's one thing I would definitely take away from that. I hope y'all taking uh, the, y'all enjoying this documentary and enjoy, enjoying our breakdowns of them as well. Uh, and if y'all are a creator out there and y'all want to do something, just remember, man, just do it and be consistent with it. You got to stay consistent. So my last point, too, I wanted to say um, one of my favorite quotes is, I know that I know nothing. And basically, you just take everything like you you trying to learn everything. You you're not a master about anything. So you take that approach with new conversations, new things, um, and just try to become a, a not necessarily an expert in anything, but be an open vessel, open vessel to new knowledge and development and stuff like that. One hundred percent. You got anything else to add before we put a button on this? And I go ahead, go ahead. Nah, nah, I was going to say, I'm just ready to play Destiny, low-key. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm definitely hopping on there. That's why I'm going to celebrate the rest of my birthday night with playing Destiny. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, be, be on the lookout for our streaming channel. I'm trying to get some uh, things uh, set up over here. Uh, I already got all the equipment I need. I just got to set up the YouTube channel. And since yeah. Unlabeled has me busy, I haven't been able to do that. But um, y'all, can, y'all can get to enjoy our personality some more via the video game, via the Xbox. And if any of y'all want to add me on there, I'll put my uh, gamer tag in the chat. Uh, Facts. Uh, also, sorry for the technical difficulties, but the audio side will be clean. Uh, it's, when you're doing live production, it's always a hiccup here and there. Uh, uh, but so we definitely appreciate y'all for uh, for uh, rocking with us. For rocking with us, for yes, sure. Yes, and um, man, we we back Sunday with another episode of Unlabeled the Podcast. Like I said, if y'all would like to support us, hit the link. We we want to do free support. Hit the link. Uh, subscribe. Hit the like button. Share it with somebody. Share it with four, five people. Share it with seven, eight people. However many people you want to sit with, uh, 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 share it with, man. And we will see y'all Sunday with another episode of Unlabeled the Podcast. Peace. Peace out.